Happy New Year. Welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year with your friends and your family. We're so excited for you guys to be tuning in tonight as we start Season 2 of Uncut with Kirsty. So today in the studio, we have Jessica and Rura back with us for the second part of our series, um, which is a three-part series. But today, we're going to be discussing the qualities of a godly man. So how are you, Jessica and Rura? I'm good. I'm excited. 2023, copy DM. Let's go. I am so excited for this new year. I think the beginning of every new year is always exciting, but this one especially. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to walk with God every single day. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? Of course we do. That's so many. Between me and God. <clears throat> if you started, we would not end this broadcast in time. So, uh, that I think I think you didn't want to share the New Year's resolutions because they're scared that they're not gonna meet them. Is that God forbid? <laughs> no, no. The power of life and death lies in the tongue. Amen. Amen. So let's speak it. Let's speak it right now into existence. There's something private. Something yeah. yeah. And my Father in heaven. The Holy Spirit. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna carry on with our conversation. Mm-hmm. So, girls, how would you differentiate a boy between a godly man? <clears throat> I would personally. Like... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, go no, for no. it. No, no, you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I could sit here and list everything I think differentiates a boy from a godly man. Oh, but 100%. I'm going to let the word do it for me. Mm. Okay? So if we could kindly flip to First Timothy 3, <laughs> verse 2. Mm-hmm. The word says that a godly man is a husband of one wife. He is temperate. He is sober-minded. He is of good behavior. He is hospitable, able to teach. He is not given to wine. He is not violent, not greedy for money, but he mm-hmm. is gentle. He isn't quarrelsome or covetous. He rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. That means respect, by the way. For, a man, for if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Mm-hmm. hospitality starts at home word yeah <laughs> mm. how about you Jess I think there's a lot of things mm. um mentally and physically that can separate a boy from a man um and I think I think that there's like little stuff like mm-hmm. a guy that's serious like obviously we're talking in the context of godly christian men Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're a boy you're a christian boy but if you're a man you are a godly man meaning Mm -hmm. that you put god in the center of all your decisions and all your actions and that you actually consult the spirit before you decide to go and court a girl yes you have to go and court the girl add to that just because a guy comes into church and says he's a christian does not mean that he is a godly man emphasis exclamation mark i yes underline bold (laughs) italic italic like (laughs) i think that people 
well, a lot of people get lost in the crowd of Christianity and they see a boy and they're like, oh, he's in church. He's cleaning the tables. He's lifting all the chairs. Mm. Babe, what about his prayer life? Mm-hmm. Does he actually talk to God when he's at home? Mm. Anyway, that, that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. I think that you need to separate. Um, you need to make a distinction. And that's what we're going to do in today's podcast anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, which says, When I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, let me just repeat that. When I became a man, mm-hmm. I put the wave of childhood behind me. Amen. So that's what we want in godly men. You know, sometimes you like Jessica said, you know, we have guys coming to church and you know, we as Christians or as young women sometimes think, Oh, just because he's in church, like he's the man for us or he's that godly man, you know, he's worshipping God, but you know, mm-hmm. only God sees the heart. God knows mm-hmm. what happens behind the exactly. doors. And sometimes when you see them it can be great but then when you start to get to know them you're like actually this person isn't at the same spiritual level as me you know he may be handsome at times but then you kind of get to know him and his character the way that he acts isn't like a man or he's still holding on to the childhood things the way of doing things that aren't and you know holding the christian values so have you guys experienced that have you guys you know, as young women in the church, experienced men coming in and you're thinking, oh, that might be the man for me. But then you get to know them, you're like, nah. Or you've seen friends that have been in the situation. I think that, not I think, I've definitely had experiences where essentially a guy will be moving to you and you met him in church. And so you're like, okay okay wait this could be good this could be good and then you know you might overhear a conversation or have a conversation with them and it's like you're saying things that number one aren't aligning with the word and two I would never expect to hear (laughs) out of a godly man's mouth like Mm. or even out of a man's man's mouth like you're disagreeing with things that are like actual factual biblical truth like there is no reason for you to be like in some sort of gray area with some of the things that you're saying like you're literally just pulling from scripture and things that should be white or black and you're saying oh but maybe you know there is no maybe (laughs) there is no maybe with a lot of these things so I think sometimes it's disheartening as well when like you really want it to work and then they just like turn out to be almost a waste of time mm. like it sounds so harsh Ooh. but when you know your <laughs> value as a woman of God it's like you can't be giving a ton of people your attention especially if they aren't going like you know for sure they're not going to the father to seek you because if mm. you went to God before you tried to court me or you tried to you know, speak to me or quote unquote move to me. Mm-hmm. I 
truly think God would probably be like, okay, let's take some time. Let's <laughs> develop before we go ahead with this girl, you know? Mm. So yeah, there are, there have definitely been some experiences, mm. probably an ongoing experience where I'm like, bro, you're wasting your time. You're wasting. Mm. Yeah. I like what you said there because I feel like the enemy can definitely take advantage yes. of this. Oh, 100%. Because, like, there, there is a lot of young women in the church who are desiring to meet their husbands. Mm-hmm. And do you think the enemy should sit there and be like, okay, he's like, let me just send someone in just to distract them, you know? So, exactly. like, I said this before and I'll say it again. The devil, he didn't come in very, very bankrupt. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he is out there trying to distract young women. So, like you said, it's, re- it's really important that you're in the word and led by the Holy Spirit and have discernment exactly. um, in these situations. I feel like I have so much to say, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I can just see <laughs> your face and I'm just trying to like <laughs> summarize it quickly. <laughs> I'm here sitting and I'm like comparing myself like when I was like early teenager slash mid teenager mm-hmm. and now how I'm in like my early 20s and how I'm just like even though this is literally my first year being 20 but like end of teenagehood entering into my early 20s it's just like there's such a big difference in understanding of godly men and there's such a big difference in understanding what I should be looking for and what I'm focusing on. Like before I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, like Christian man, he's at church. He plays for the worship team. He does this. He's unwelcome. And I'm just like, <laughs> like we will talk. There is no mention of God at all. And obviously like, I don't need from in the first conversation to be like, yes, the Lord is good. Like I just need, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a little indication that he's living his life godly is what I'm looking for but no like a lot of these people and perhaps it could have been a judgment on my part but listen we have learned and we have evolved but it's just like a lot of these people they'd be doing things where it's like how am I supposed to look at you as a husband how am I supposed to look at you as a godly man when the things that you are participating in is not that different from our atheist peers from mm-hmm. our you know and so it's just kind of like dang this is what we have to pick from <laughs> no, I'm just kidding but it's like <laughs> it's just like I feel as though there has been more of an understanding of seriousness in men and the necessity for unjobless people if that makes sense uh-huh. not jobless like in the sense that you don't have a job but like jobless right. in the sense of action but yeah mm-hmm. yeah so what would you say are characteristics of a godly man let me start off right there but I'm going to define like what are the actual hmm. characteristics of a godly man I think someone who obviously puts God first like if you're godly anything god needs to be first god needs to be the center of your life like you have a big decision yeah you you take the time to go back home and enter into the secret place and pray and Mm -hmm. ask the father above who gave you the opportunity if you should take it or not how you should go about it all that type of stuff 
I think uh, another trait of a godly man is someone who is working to establish himself, who is working to um, towards the goals that the Lord has put into his life. Because if God has given you the desire of marriage and you want to be married and you want to have a family, biblically, you are going to be the provider for that family. Now, I'm not saying that the women also cannot be the providers. That's mm-hmm. up to y'all. But that's up to y'all. That's women. Listen, yeah, we. I have my own opinions, but that's up to y'all. And I think that, you know, it does say that um, uh, a man is going to leave the house of his mother and father, become, come join with his wife and become one. Where are you going to sit outside? You need to have a house. You need to, you know, be somewhere where you have set up a place for yourself. You don't need to be Bill Gates, but you need to have something. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> no, like, yeah, you just need to, you just need to be established within your life, I feel like, because then you can show you can take care of other people and you can take care of the family who God has, like, called, you know, who who you are going to have eventually. Um, I also think that pride, another thing, it needs to like go down. Pride needs to go down. I know a lot of um people struggle with pride, and I see a lot more men actually. Their pride is like immense. Like they won't say sorry because you know, oga boga. They want to be the biggest person in the room. <laughs> like, bro, it's completely fine. You can say sorry. Just like again the fruits of the spirit also and the lessening of pride is one of them mm-hmm. um yeah the ability yeah. to protect mm-hmm. the ability to um yeah protect in more ways than one but mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways that that can be yeah done. anyway we'll come back to you jessica you're sitting there so patiently um i think also some one of the main things is <clears throat> that leadership quality and you see it mentioned in scripture quite a bit i think it's actually first corinthians 11 in chapter 11 i think it's like verse 3 or something but yeah it talks about how the head of every man is christ and the head of woman is man and the head of christ mm-hmm. is god so there is that like clearly laid out order and god is a god of order like you see it all the time throughout the scripture he's a god of order so he's placed that there for a reason and so that is like the main characteristic of a godly man is that ability to lead and i'm not saying that like fresh out of puberty every person should like every man should know how to (laughs) but i'm saying that a godly man is going to be pursuing that understanding of the correct way to lead and you know pursuing those opportunities to learn from the lord and a lot of people are fortunate enough to have fathers in their lives where they have an example of leadership um in the house and i think that's also what um first timothy was talking about like if a man can't lead his household how is he going to lead the church of god so that's like one major thing also like just said like you can't really be given to a lot of the things that the world normalizes like you can't be prideful you can't be angry um, mm. 
can't just because someone upsets you yell at them or curse at them are you going to curse at your wife and your children if they upset you Uh, I didn't think so (laughs) like (laughs) it's it's all those things and um yeah and I just think that I don't think I mean the scripture lays it out very clearly that a man is supposed to love his wife as he loves the church a man is supposed to lead in love as well um I actually had a verse about that but yeah it's just all these these qualities and no one is saying that people have to have it perfect or people have to you know the perfect human being but we're given a helper in the holy spirit we are given biblical examples and we are given god the father to draw from so i think using those using those resources you can be taken from a christian boy to a godly man if you're willing to put in the work and i also think that it's very interesting because it's like we're women talking about godly men Mm. i think just as you said, well, you need to find examples. And I think that you should also listen to male pastors that are talking about this, that are married, that are established godly men that are giving out advice on to be godly men. Like I would recommend um, past like Vodi Bokum. He talks there. He has a sermon that's like around two hours long and it's about biblical manhood. And it talks about everything that, would be considered mm. um for you to possess as a godly man mm. granted none of these people are soft speakers you're not going to get your ears tickled you're going to get called out in some ways in some way shape or form be so be exactly be prepared to be offended but also level up a little bit the poor yeah so good so good and I think as well, it's so important for them to know the voice of God and know the Holy mm. Spirit because if they do not know the voice of God and are leading their lives by the Holy Spirit, they won't be able to guide our, you know, the family or, you know, if they don't have that first, they won't be able to lead the rest of us or like we said, the church your leadership in the church mm-hmm. but I also feel like as well like you can tell the guy's character by the way that he acts around his family and friends you know the way that he treats his family the way he treats friends because that's how he's going to treat you you know mm-hmm. so it's really important and um, mm-hmm. that you pick up on those things and a guy that's honest you know a guy mm-hmm. that's honest and someone that you're able to communicate with you know be open with things you know not a guy that's just trying to pretend that he's the his pals and stuff like that but a guy that's very open and honest mm-hmm. yeah jessica you were saying i was just saying um yeah there are men out there that are biblical you know they spread the word of god they are preachers they are men of god that talk about manhood that talk about masculinity in a biblical context and how to basically take up that role of being um a godly man take up that role of being a godly husband if that's what you desire and all that type of stuff and yeah I also feel like that's one way to like build that up um I feel like for women and for men too if you're looking for like a godly woman if you want to see if your man has godly traits or yeah look at his friends 
look at his friends. If his friends are getting on it every Friday session until the sun goes back up and stuff like that, <laughs> most likely he's going to be doing the same thing. If his friends lie a lot, he's most likely going to be doing the same thing. If his friends um are quite reckless in activities, if they don't really take up responsibilities that they have, um, if they, you know, uh, you know, and vice versa for girls, if her, oh no. Let's keep it for guys. If his friends are part of the streets, most likely he may be doing the same thing too. And I'm not saying that he's also going to be doing there, but like doing that, but like his mindset is going to be similar to theirs. And the Bible does say that bad company corrupts good character and that iron sharpens iron. So if he's with friends that are essentially, for example, wood, his him as iron, he's not going to get sharpened. He's going to become blunt. His fire is not going to be, you know, enraged. It's going to go out. Mm -hmm. And his character is going to end up being corrupted. And so I think, you know, and there's like a a popular quote that's in the world that's, um, show show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. Or like, um, your friends are like your mirrors, essentially. And so, yeah, you will tell. You will be able to tell Mm -hmm. by his friends if he is the way that he says he is or if he is the way that you think he is and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And on that topic of friends, do you feel like a godly man can have female friends? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a tough one. Really? Tough one. Because I've heard conflicting things. Mm. So, okay, I was listening to, I think Jess and I were listening to this together actually there was a a preacher we were listening to and he said there is no necessity for a married man or woman to have friends of the opposite sex like it is not necessary yeah it is not necessary for you to have friends of the opposite sex no one's saying that if you have friends of the opposite sex as soon as you find someone you have feelings for you're like okay listen i can't hang out with you anymore (laughs) it's it's over we're done Mm -hmm. can't you don't have to be like that but i think also even unmarried people you Mm -hmm. have you have to be guided you have to be careful because the bible warns us to um flee from sexual sin Mm -hmm. and take it there i know we're talking about friendship but the enemy can twist things very, very quickly. And there's opportunity for things to, you know, go a different direction, especially when it's two people of the opposite sex. Okay. So you don't feel like a married man, godly mm-hmm. man, can have a female friend because it may turn sexual? I think, no, no, no. That's not what I said. <laughs> I was just going to clarify for our listeners here. <laughs> I said it is not a necessity for to have friends of the opposite sex but it can happen like you can have friends of the opposite sex and have it not be sexual and have it be completely platonic but it's not absolutely necessary to your survival as a human being so you can definitely have platonic friends definitely definitely okay. and how about like for those who aren't married so like yeah like a godly man and he has mm-hmm. godly friends mm-hmm. female friends sorry 
but then doesn't have any male friends. Oh, doesn't have God. any male friends? Yeah, not like him as a godly man. Yeah, that is so that's a red scary. flag. That is a red flag. That's a red flag. Okay, you're gone. Like, you, you as a man. Sorry, <laughs> you. I just you have. I'm seeing you. I'm like potential. Okay, like you know, he's really cute. Mm-hmm. I think I can get to know him. You know, he's tall. Blah blah blah. He's in the church, and then I see your friendship group, and it's all girls. Who oh. are you getting your advice from? That's so embarrassing. Who are so- you getting? How are you relating to these women? Mm-hmm. And why are they your only point of contact? You have no boys mm-hmm. to pull you up. You have no boys to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm just like, who are you getting your advice to go about things in a godly, masculine manner? Because I know it's not the girls. I love the girls, but it's mm-hmm. not them. I'm just telling you. Like, I'm, it's a huge red flag. I'm so sorry. That's red not. Flag on that point. So you, you feel like it's okay then for like a godly man built as male friends, but can have female friends as well? Yeah, definitely. I think you can have both. But I think if you see, like, if as a man, right, married, in a relationship, single, if you see your female friend catching feelings for you, and you don't, you're not reciprocating that feelings, you, those feelings, you need to basically act in a way that is in accordance with the word. Mm -hmm. Like, if you feel that it's going in a direction that is maybe dangerous, or you know that it shouldn't be you need to have a conversation with them if that doesn't work you might need to cut off that friendship so it's basically just about using your discernment and it's about using the wisdom that's been given to all of us yeah. through the work you basically just be guided yeah. i also feel like like boundaries are so important i feel like that's you need to be point. establishing boundaries within your friendships obviously people are, might be like what do you mean so you don't think that platonic friendships can be a thing i mean platonic relationships can be a thing or you don't trust yourself around men no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that i know that with in a prolonged period of time two people who are extremely close regardless of whether they find each other attractive or not may end up catching feelings scientifically that's just what happens and so yeah. i just think that with that being said, you need to have around you a close circle of the same sex who you can go to, um, who you can model after, who you can basically look up to, and then have obviously have friends of the of the opposite sex. You you, you kind of have to, um, but like have boundaries mm. with them. I feel like. Yeah, that that's a really good point, boundaries. Because for me personally, like I have, I like to call them brothers. You know, <laughs> brothers in Christ. To save myself. To save myself, I'm gonna call them brothers in Christ. Mm. That you know, that I hang out with all the time. Some of them are in relationships. Some of them mm. are married. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think definitely having boundaries in place. Like you know, don't obviously stay out late at night with them or, um, you know cause any situation where feelings people can catch feelings you know mm. um sometimes again the enemy can take advantage of that um those moments so yeah definitely having boundaries in place is so so important so guys how do you know which godly man is for you 
Because there can be like several slowly men coming to church. How do you know which one's for you? Is it the one that is at prayer meeting every week? Is it the one that always happens to sit next to you on a Sunday? I can't scream. I'm not (laughs) screaming. to scream I okay one of my favorite sayings as a woman of God is not every man of God is your man of God so you really just you have to use discernment you have to pray this is why going to God is so important because you can have feelings for someone but at the end of the day if God is saying no God is saying no Mm. and your heart is deceptive people forget that exactly people forget that because a lot of girls mm-hmm. now i'm just saying like a lot of people are just like you know like i feel it like you know i just know that you know he's my husband or like you know i know that he's my wife and i'm not telling you that god cannot put that that feeling within you he very much can however most of the time it's just the infatuation that you are feeling that is kind of manifesting itself in that way mm-hmm. um but yeah sorry go ahead Wara. finish what you were saying That's basically all I was saying. I think also, like, again, with seeking, <laughs> are you guys actually compatible? Mm. Are you? Because you can get in a relationship with a man of God, and every time you guys hang out, you he has not cracked one funny joke. <laughs> uh, you are sitting there twiddling your thumbs, just staring at each other. You don't have anything in common, like mm. nothing that you both find cool or you both find interesting or you both want to mm. do together. So now you're in a relationship with someone who you don't even like. No, he's your prayer buddy. Man of God. He's your prayer buddy. Oh, Jessica. Jessica. No, like, no, if I'm being for real, a lot of people are just like, yeah, he's Christian. He does this, blah, blah, blah. blah. They're focusing on his godly aspect of his character. And I know our identities in Christ. So yeah, when you're talking about the word, when you're talk, when you're in prayer, mm-hmm. all for it, two hours, three hours, you're you know bouncing off of each other in the spirit. Yes, yes, prayers over. What do you What do you do now? I like your shirt, y'all. There's no chemistry. I like your top. There's no. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- there's. Because mm. I I feel like. You need to be compatible in a bunch of different ways. Compatibly, compatible spiritually. If mm-hmm. not, you are unequally yoked. Compatible um, in like what Warren just said, like your interests and things like that and your personality. If not, your relationship is not going to be a good it's one. Dry, personally. It's just, it's just not, it's not going to work. Because people yeah. forget, like I think people that are in the world and Christian people as well forget that it's not just the wedding it's not just the wedding that is a marriage or a relationship like that it's not the wedding at all you're spending the rest of your life with this person you have to make sure that you actually enjoy being around them Mm -hmm. that's very true Mm -hmm. that's very true so this is kind of coming off of what we kind of um, talked about but like do you feel like we all know it's just the bible he who finds a wife finds a good thing but do you feel like God can tell the um, the girl or the woman that this is the man of God I have for you? But do you or do you feel like, like the man of God has to get that first? 
Oh, you. So you're asking mm-hmm. in which. So you're obviously you're going into this question with assuming that God can tell people who their husbands or who their spouses are, but you're asking in which the order it is. Yeah. So like, which I, is, yeah. Okay. Mm. Or does it just depend on the situation? Because personal thing between you and God. silence in the studio <laughs> i personally don't know mm. i don't know mm. i i'm not sure mm-hmm. how about you but yeah i don't know i don't know I, that's a hard one mm-hmm. because I mean, I think God can do whatever he wants. Yes. But it's, will he? Would he? Because a lot of, some of the time I feel like when I hear that, when I hear that from people, like, oh, God told me that you're my wife or God told me that you're my husband. It's like, are you sure about that? Mm. Like, are you really sure about that? And I feel like there can be, a bit of I mean there's there's potential to fall into an infatuation with someone if you get that kind of confirmation um or you get that kind of word from God so it's like it's again like I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know if God would do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a tricky one it's a tricky one I feel like personally mm-hmm. you know like you said we we're like God can do what you want Mm. I feel like if God can tell you and he can tell the other person that's my personal opinion on that I think so or maybe he might not tell like say if you're in the position of if you are the woman Mm -hmm. and obviously we're speaking in a godly context here if God has you know say God has revealed to you that this person is a good match like he approves of this person for you then he might not tell that person that you are his wife but he may put it on his heart for him to pursue you and so later on it will be revealed through the pursuit through the courting and through him finding out more about you that he wants you as his wife Mm -hmm. yeah so good so good and do you guys think there is pressure to get married when you find a godly man. Do you think there's pressure from oh, the church no. or pressure from family or friends? Like, oh, you guys now dated. When's the when's the wedding? You know, why I is there like, that pressure as well? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in certain cultures there could be, if especially if you're like at a certain age, people, you know. Um, I know that in African cultures and a lot of the Asian cultures as well, they're like, oh, specifically if you're a girl, like if you're pushing a certain age, they're like, come on, you need to get married, you're not getting any younger, blah, 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 blah. But that's culture, that's not God. Um, and it's just kind of like, we need to remember that everything is in God's timing. Mm. And sometimes there can be delays that are not of God. There can be delays that are put there by the enemy. However, 
everything will happen in God's timing if you're walking with him and trusting in him. If people are sitting there telling you, you know, you're getting so old, blah, 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 you need to get married now. Listen, tune them out. Don't get discouraged and keep going because you trust in the God who, if the God that we believe in can raise his son from the dead, are you really going to doubt that he can bring your husband from down the street? Hey! Absolutely not. He I can. love that. Repeat it. So, repeat it again. It's just, <laughs> so it's just that you need to just have faith and keep mm. going. If that's what you desire and just like not let the pressure get to you. Um, but personally, I feel like be, only because Christians have placed relationships and marriage on such a high pedestal it is an accomplishment so I'm not saying that people are being pressured but I'm saying that once people enter into a relationship or they enter into a marriage yes they've won they've accomplished and it's just kind of like you know that you had a mission before your spouse right you know that God called you to something before your spouse came right you know that you are meant to do something for God. You as an individual person, separate and away from your spouse, right? And I know that people can bring the kingdom of God to earth through the relationships. That's great. But you are not to, you are not now like, um, you're not a monolith. You are not that person. You do not walk as a pack. Obviously, as I'm in, when you're in the marriage, yes, you are one flesh however you still have an individual assignment and they still have an individual assignment so y'all still have things to do um marriage is not the be all end all marriage is not the end of everything you still have stuff to do jesus has still to come back so we need to you know keep the ball rolling but Mm -hmm. i would say that there's no pressure but there is an accomplishment to be had in the eyes of the modern church as it pertains to marriage and relationships. Yeah. I feel like as well, like, as Christians, young adults in, in, in church, like, we just fantasize marriage a lot. Um, I mean, it's yeah. great. Marriage is a blessing. But, like, it's challenging as well, you know? It's it is. Under one roof, you know, we have our own challenges as individuals. So together, you know, there's two challenges coming together. Like, it's just a lot. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes we forget to talk about that. We forget to talk about exactly that we can face in marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about well, challenges. Like there's, yeah, there's a lot of unpacking trauma. Yeah, yeah, and the pressure as well. I think the church and family and friends can put on you because of the sexual desires that we have. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's like they want us to get married, so it prevents you know. Um, but then with that i feel like if people are entering into marriage just to have sex then you're entering into it for the wrong reasons i know that we have urges per se however i will say that if it is to the point where you cannot get through your day-to-day life without you know thinking about that then you need to submit that to god Mm -hmm. and ask for him to give you the fruit of self-control because Mm -hmm. if like again my favorite one of my favorite pastors on youtube vlad 
he says that marriage does not hide sin it exposes it so if you had a lust problem before it's going to be heightened in marriage. You're not going to be inviting external sources into your marriage because you cannot control yourself. You're going to be inviting things such as porn and things into your marriage to pervert mm. your marriage. And that's just, it's, you might have thought that you were doing it like this way was the better way because I didn't have sex before marriage. I actually married someone. So now that I'm doing it in here, it's okay. But is it really okay though? Is your marriage healthy though? You didn't work on your um, lack of self-control. You didn't work on your lust issue. It's just heightened, and now it's become a problem in another context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good, so good. How about you, Ra? Um, I think that one really great strategy of the enemy is to make us feel like we're running out of time. Um, and we see that in so many ways, like making us feel inadequate because we haven't done something at the same age or achieved something at the same age that someone else close to us has whether that's like in our um like in in a professional sense or in a financial sense or even in the perspective of marriage and relationships and I think that that's a very dangerous place to be you know feeling like you are running out of time because it may push you into a relationship that you might not be either ready for or like you might not be equipped to be in or just supposed to be in you know so I feel like you might find yourself a few years down the line after rushing yourself or after the people around you rushing you and pushing you into that marriage or that relationship being like maybe I should have waited maybe this isn't the right person for me yeah and there is still hope for people who feel that because God honors marriage And God can salvage things and he can fix those relationships. But I feel like because the church has placed marriage on such a high pedestal, Mm -hmm. there is danger for that, definitely. definitely. Or like a danger to feel that if you leave a relationship with a godly man after like six months, eight months, 12, um, that there's that wasted time aspect and it's again that trickery with time so there's definitely in my opinion I think that there's pressure for a lot of yeah definitely definitely so good oh well thank you again Rura and Jessica for coming on the show for part two and to talk about the qualities of a godly man I wish you had more time because honestly there's so much to talk about on this um subject but please join us again next Monday night for part three and um, follow us on Instagram on Cut with Kirsty and Facebook on Cut with Kirsty and um, to find out more information on that and yeah you know this is the start of season two we're so excited to what God has in store for Uncut with Kirsty this year more guests more topics to discuss but please let us know if you want to discuss a topic and um, that we've not talked about yet please DM us and we'll love to hear from you guys. But have a good night and see you again next Monday at 8 p.m. Bye. Bye. Bye.